Oh my god, Chicago kicks ass. Serve cold with the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south, the cubs run the north, but the bears run the house. Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Oh, oh jump the gun here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Chicago. I almost forgot how to do this. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. I'm Ron Burgundy. That's right. <laughs> Episode 111 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Now! <laughs> oh, boy. As always, I am Big Z and I'm here with my boy E-Rock. What up, E? What's up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you are a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans. Go on over there and click on support and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month. Listen, do you like the show? I do. Are you a fan? Always. Then tell your friends and they will tell their friends and we can all be friends. If you enjoy the content, if we make you laugh, if we make you cry or yell or just think, please share it with others who you think would like it as well. Z, what's up, man? It's been a while. It's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) If that doesn't give me an indication what this episode is going to be about, I don't know. Wow. You haven't been paying attention to us. <laughs> Talk about foreshadowing, uh, dude. It's been crazy, and it's 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 weird doing this uh, every other week now. Uh, it's it's hard to get used to for me. Uh, I'm a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a creature of habit. Uh, so yeah. I mean, the last time we talked, we were talking about talking to Ken Gar, absolutely, and showed up at his show. So I mean, uh, that was a blast. That was so much fun. I mean, we we saw his uh, when he taped the American Hero comedy yep. special yep. with. Uh, at Joe's and uh, to see him again, it was really cool to have him in studio and then actually go to see him perform his craft that same night. Yeah, it was it was awesome to go out there, uh, you know, especially since we had the next day off. Uh, yeah, that, that made a big difference for us to go out on a Sunday <laughs> night. <Sure did>. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, especially going all the way downtown to go uh, check him out. Uh, it was a nice venue, nice and intimate venue. They opened up the back uh, windows that slide out mm-hmm. so you can have some fresh air. But uh, I think it was four or five comics performed before him. Yeah, there was there was a few comics that went up there, did their thing. I mean, like they were they were very funny. Yeah, they um, were really funny. You know, it was it was people that we haven't seen before in in the in the industry, even at Joe's on Wheat Street. So it was just it was a really cool thing, uh, able to bring out uh, the ladies and have some fun. And yeah, it was, it was I think, a cool I think thing. The, the lady almost I can't remember her name. She almost she stole the show. Yeah. At the, uh, she, oh yeah, yeah, she, the young lady. But she, I'm saying it was she nice. had like very deadpan, it, which it was, is our our stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to bring out. Oh yeah, one thousand percent. The girls, yeah. you know, so that was that was a cool thing to 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 enjoy. And yeah, I mean, like, 
you know, we, we don't get to do a lot of things. At, at least me and my wife, because it's always like one or the other. Because yeah, because you have the kids. We, we got young kids. You yeah, know you got kids. So it's it's yeah. nice to be able to spend time together and go out and do things. And uh, especially with all the events that we do for the show and all yeah. that stuff, it's it's hard to uh, to be able to go out together. So it was it was just a nice thing to be able to go out. No, definitely a nice thing. You're always playing, uh, not the soccer mom. You're playing softball. Mom. Oh, softball day. <laughs> softball day, all day. We'll get into it in a bit. Uh, but first, I want to wish my mom a happy 27th birthday. I don't know how she's getting younger as this <laughs> tea, and I'm getting older. This, I don't know how this math works for women. but Happy birthday. She, that's right. The half hour is uh, celebrating her birthday. It coincides with uh, Mexican Independence Day. It's the same day. Wow. So it's always that. And then two days later, it is my nephew's birthday. He's in fifth grade, so he's, what, 12? Wow. Uh, yeah. You know, fifth? That's that's usually like 10. Is it 12? 12? Yeah, 10, 10, fifth, 10, 10, yeah. fifth is... I don't even know. <laughs> the kids show up in my classroom. I don't know how old they are. At this point, I'm like, I was in college when you were born. Checking IDs. Yeah, yeah. So he's celebrating his birthday. He's a, he's getting taller and smarter. Uh, you know, it's, it's those kids, you know, they they uh, they stick to the screens, right? You know, they're always playing Ooh. games and doing all kinds of stuff. I'm like, mm. hey, man. Why don't you just watch some educational stuff on, on like YouTube, like learn how to code or something, you know, yeah. something to make you money. That, that's what I want him to do. But, you know, he's uh, watching other people play video games so he can play the video game. And at first I used to hate that. But like now I'm like, you know what? I watch professionals play sports mm-hmm. that I can't play sports anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing. You know, it's a it's a generational gap. And it's uh, and back in my day. No, yeah. We can't do that anymore. So um, it. it Celebrating those birthdays, we uh, did the birthday uh, breakfast this morning. Went over to El Catedral, okay, the cathedral, mm-hmm. out in a uh, little village. Um, I go there. I love the the coffee there, the Café de Olla. So it's uh, uh, you know with with cinnamon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, you know, it's already got the shirt. It's already prepared for you. Yeah. And she's like, "Do you want the small or the large one?" I'm like, uh, "Let me get the large one." That thing was like a bucket. Yeah. You best believe I drank all that. Whole I know coffee. you did. I know you did. I know you did. It would have took me all day to drink that. That whole yeah, cup of you coffee. take forever to drink your coffee. Yeah, just because like I, I mean I, I drink about two cups of coffee a day. I drink the one in the morning and then I get one around three o'clock uh, because that's little boost. The, uh, yeah, the engineering crew like they bring out the good coffee. So Ooh. that's what, uh, and then I need that for the rest of my day. What's good coffee? Uh, whatever. Like their their free coffee. coffee? Snob- no, 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 no. no their, their coffee snobs. They have the council of coffee where you even have like a little thing you can contribute money to, and they go buy like nice coffee. Coffee beans, grind them up. There's a uh, grinder. Yeah, man, it's a whole thing. It's a wow, whole thing. It's a whole process. Everyone, literally, at around at three o'clock every day, everyone literally lines up their coffee mugs, and they they make the coffee, and everyone gets. You know what I mean? You got to make sure you stay around. But, oh, I just want half. I just want half. Something uh, take a quarter. Something. Yeah, fill her up. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's it's just that uh, that middle of the day uh, boost that you get. You need because I need that especially. I leave I leave work usually about four o'clock, so I need that to keep me going through the rest of the day. Yeah, that's crazy you say that. Now that I uh, oh I started a new job, sir. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. Thank you, man. thank you. It's a, yeah, it's a huge adjustment. So like now that you're saying like uh, you know I need that boost, so I, you know I have my Zoe in the morning. And it'll it'll hold me off to about two o'clock. Yep. And then at two o'clock, I'm like, damn, I'm hungry, but I already my my lunch time is like well, eleven or something. I'm like, damn it. And I can't drink coffee. There's nowhere to drink. We have very little facilities, so there's really nowhere I can put a coffee maker or anything like that. Not like my old job where I had tons of space and really much, not much to do. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> now it's, it's it's a little weirder. It's Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so I get home and I'm starving, but I'm also yes. tired. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're, you're, you're over there. You get to that point in the day, halfway through, you've been having a good day. Then you look behind, like, who is that back there kicking my ass? Is that just life or is that one of these kids? What's going on? <laughs> well, that's the biggest difference is, like, now I've, you know, I've got, I'm K through eight instead of just sixth grade. So I'm running cool. around with kindergartens, first graders. And man, those kids have energy. Way, way too much. Way too way much. Way too energy. much energy. It's, I'm know. like, we we have an institute of nap time into PE because yeah. these kids are literally climbing the walls. Let me know when it's gonna be. I'll bring my little blanket or my rug and I'll roll out, <laughs> man. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh man. So let's recap. I attended the Latino Thought Makers presents a conversation with Danny Trejo this week, dude. Man. El Machete. El Machete was in the house, dude. That is amazing. Oh, man. It was at over that morning college, uh, the community college uh, right outside Chicago. Uh, It's a beautiful little theater there. And um, so I sat down, middle row, about four rows up, and they bring him out. And uh, uh, so they, you know, show little clips of him, you know, in Spy Kids and Sons of Anarchy, Mm -hmm. all his little works and stuff like that. He comes on. He's all happy to see. He comes out super cholo, bro. Super. Yeah, bro. He opened his suit. There's diamonds inside of this suit. It is so sparkly. I had to put my sunglasses back on. Did any of that surprise you at all? Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, the effort that he put in to come out looking super fly. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, realizing that he's, like, in his upper 70s. Oh, bro, he's an old man. And, and it was funny because I actually follow my, I think on uh, Facebook it was, and I saw him post a picture of him and uh, a couple of other, uh, I, I think it was the uh, the one other guy, what the hell is the name of that, that show, uh, with the kids, uh, the Netflix show with the four kids the, uh, on my block. On my block, so yeah. So the, the, the older guy, the, the guy that with the uh, the little gnome statues. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's from, uh, yeah. from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah it was so that's Alvarez, what it, that's what it is. Yeah, so it, it showed uh, uh, Danny, it showed him and some other actor where they were young in the 90s. Oh, like, th- that was from, uh, was that Blood In, Blood Out, or was that, uh, that was a different movie. They were all cast in a yes. movie. Yes, 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 yes. But yeah, I, I saw that picture and I was like, oh. Oh my god yeah i was like you didn't have wrinkles once no because he's been old for like 40 years <laughs> <laughs> what i like, like my sam jackson well what was your first exposure to danny trejo oh I, I would say uh i could i can't remember to be honest with you i just i feel like he's just been around forever like he's been in everything that where you had like a mexican actor or anything like a me- a plot that had something to do with mexico or mexicans like, i mean uh What's the part? Well, not what's the, I mean, obviously Desperado. Let's not. We can start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he has a small part in Desperado. But then, uh, what is the movie with George Clooney and the vampires and all that uh, shit? I just had enough. Oh, of my don't time. come on. Come on, use our brains. <laughs> silence. Oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was uh, the complete silence for that uh, from Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn. That's the one. That, that's the one I had in my head. Yeah. And here's what happened in my head when I'm thinking about Danny Trejo. My my mind immediately shifted to Cheech outside. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> we got white ones, black ones, smelly ones. <laughs> we got all of them. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean that that's a classic movie. But I mean you can't you can never think about like how many movies he's been in oh it's incredible he he doesn't turn down and i'll get it done in a second but he doesn't turn down work um <laughs> i mean I, there's movies i've never even heard of like the vampire the vamp father yeah murder in the woods american sicaro uh i would i would have to say it's got to be blood and blood out right like that's the one where it's like hey me close you know what i mean like he he was he was in that you got yeah desperado conair he was in uh oh, yeah, Conner, machete yeah. machete kills once upon a time in mexico heat yeah. Um, I mean, he's been in everything. 
Yeah, I mean, the man is, a, is a, you know, he's a workhorse. Work, yeah, he's a workhorse, and that's one of the things that you know he talked about. He like, you know, he he made a uh, not to get like religious in here, but he said he made a pact and a, and a promise to God while he was in prison. Yeah, because you know he was going to die in prison the way he was going, because um, he maimed a, a sailor or something like that, something where he. Yeah, he really messed up somebody and so he's in there and he made a pact with god and uh, essentially he started helping uh, a lot of people in there mm-hmm. uh get over addiction uh, okay, so okay. that's what he was doing in prison doing a lot of that um he ended up getting paroled and you know they asked him what are you gonna do he's like well i'm gonna work on my face and i'm gonna work on getting people out of addiction mm-hmm. and the parole boats pretty much teased him and said you're we're gonna let you out but you'll be back and we're gonna give you a life sentence and he says, wow. you will never, ever see me back here again. Wow. I mean, look, you're projecting your future. They're trying to project your future onto, right. onto you. So, I mean, the fact that he comes back and he's like, nah, nah. And that, it, it, look, all he did, he heard that and he goes, well, I took that personally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you want to talk about a workhorse. Consider the fact, yes, he was in From Dust Till Dawn. He was also in From Dust Till Dawn 2 and From Dust Till Dawn 3. Uh, yeah, the only recurring <laughs> actor in any of those movies. Was Robert, uh, Robert, Robert Rodriguez, who he didn't know until yeah. later on that that was a long uh, cousin, a long-distant cousin. Oh, that really? He had. Yes. Really? So he, they didn't know that until they started working together that they are actually cousins. So there's even more to it. Yeah. That's it, amazing. It, it, his story is just amazing to talk about. Like, he, he talked for 90 minutes, and every time, like, you know, the moderator would talk and, and, and pose, you know, softball questions. <laughs> And right. yeah, there were softball questions. So I'm like, okay, yeah, and I heard some of these stories before, but the way he's very intricate in talking about, like, he had a uh, a lawnmower uh, mowing service. So he went over. Okay. Yeah, so he was like, literally, like, oh, I'm going to cut someone's lawn. And he goes over to this guy, white guy's house and he's got, like, all the tools. And the guy's mm-hmm. like, all right, well, I've seen you guys cutting some other people's houses. Uh, can, can you cut my house? Yeah. And the guy's like, yeah, we can cut your house. And uh, he's like, yeah, bring Paco too. Is one of his best friends who wasn't named Paco, but you know, stereotypes. <laughs> and uh, so he's like, well, I'm gonna charge him another ten dollars for that. And uh, so the guy's like, all right, come here at six o'clock. We're going to back. So the guy takes him to his garage, which is already sketchy, you know, a white guy taking mm-hmm. a couple of Mexicans <laughs> to the garage. Okay. Opens the garage and he's got every tool. It looks like a Sears warehouse, you know, for tools wow. like Craftsman's and everything. He's like, everything here. He's like, you can have everything here. And you can never charge me to cut my grass ever again. Oh, oh, that's beautiful. He's like deal. That's love, hell yeah. So he started cutting okay. grass left and right. He by the end of the uh, the story, he's got about four vans and trucks or whatever. He's got uh, people cutting grass, and he's he started a business just like that. That's and he's amazing. And he's had multiple businesses that like that. And he says it it started with helping people. You know, it was an old lady who who was a widow, and so he started cutting her grass. Yeah, and then it just spread from there. So he, his message throughout the whole thing is to be be a person of service. Yeah, and when you're you're a person of service, good things will happen to you. And you know, it just brought me back to you, our good friend Mike Hill. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and that's exactly what it is. I mean, to me, like I, I I try to live my life in a way that I'm just as useful as possible, right? Just make sure that, and that way you find your way through. You find a way into a lot of different situations, and and you're very fortunate to be in situations where you might not otherwise be in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, and it works both ways because you help other. You can help yourself by helping others, right? In the long run. Yeah, and then uh, I think he was. He had another story. Story and I can't remember what it was, but he, essentially the nut, the nut, nut bolts of it was that he helped some dude 
uh, for with addiction, whatever. And he kind of hired him as an assistant. And um, 18 years later, he saved his, his son's life. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, again, he's he's got multiple stories about doing good for others and then later on them doing, helping them out, him, him out or his family out. So, again, be a person of service, be a positive influence, uh, you know, uh, relax on the uh, road rage. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that going on. A lot, relax on being a bad person. Just, I mean, look, he's 78 yeah, years 78, old. Yeah. Wow. And still working. Still working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, hey you, some people uh, live to work, right? Yeah, and they, I, that's how I feel about it. If he yeah. stops working, he's not going to be with us much right. longer. Exactly. So how was your week, sir? Woo! <laughs> Let me tell you something. Uh, yeah, I, I've been super busy. Softball at least three times a week. Work is super busy right now. And like I was talking about on my last show, you know, we, we had a bunch of games at Riot Fest. So one of the fringe benefits of my job is that we get to be at events like that, right? So, I mean, like, um, yeah. you know, I'm not a big metal fan. So even though I didn't know most of that bands that were there on Saturday, it was still cool. Hold on. Don't you have metal in your body? <sighs> <laughs> That joke number one. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, look, yeah, I, I have metal in my body. I just, I, I'm. I, it was interesting because I've been to. I, I don't think I've ever been to a festival like this. I don't do a lot of Palooza. I don't right. do these big. Like I think I've been to like Jazz Fest once and stuff like that. Not a so, street fest, but an actual fest. Right, right, and right. not not like a Palooza though. Right, it's right in the middle. No, it's pretty damn. There's four stages. Oh, is it? Four stages. I mean, Douglas Park is huge. Massive. It was a massive undertaking. And if you remember back in the day, they used to do it at Humboldt Park. Yes. And Humboldt Park is like, get the fuck out of here, Pilgrim. And they kicked them all out, right? So they had to go find somewhere else. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And everyone over by Douglas Park, like, get your t shirts, get your t shirts. They're $20, they're 35 inside, they're $20 here. But yeah, I mean, elotes, mangos, bro, bro, all over. Let me tell you, man, we, this, Here's the thing. We we had backstage passes, right? Because yeah. this, the the games that we had were intended were intended for guests of the artist and for the artist to come play, right? Yeah, that's so that we had we had six games in a big area where you had a bar, you had seating, everything like that. Outdoor, it was on a basketball court, but it was covered, so you know it had private bathrooms, like the private porta potty. Um, but it's the truck where they have like stalls and all that stuff. And then there was another area where the main stage, right, with the headliners, and I would, we had two games back there, and it's yeah. just a very kind of disclude. Uh, um, what is the word I'm thinking about? Secluded. Secluded back there. But uh, yeah, so I mean, we had backstage passes and we spent last night hanging out with uh, Frankie Arrow from My Chemical Romance and Jerry Only from The Misfits. Let me tell you this right now. If they would put them in a lineup, I could not pick them up. And that's the thing is that like when you see them, especially, um, especially... Frankie? No, no. Frank. So Frank uh, Frank Hierro is a small guy. He's about our age. Yeah. He's very unassuming. You see him walking down the street. You saying, probably man. wouldn't recognize him, right? Um, but Jerry only like has the look and the spikes and the like eye black. But in an everyday situation, you probably wouldn't recognize him no. like that. And he's like 63 years old, right? No shit. Yeah, because I mean, Misfits been around for a long time. So I mean, yeah. they started like 94, right? I remember seeing the shirts in, in, right. in and high school. Right, that skull, yeah. that, that, that very yeah. familiar skull. Yeah. And, uh, you know, th- here's the thing, though. Like, we took some photos. We had some drinks with them before the show. It was a super cool experience. Um, you know, the Misfits were the main main stage headliner that night. So, I mean, like, Jody is the uh, the marketing guy. He is mm-hmm. the licensor for all the stuff that we do over at Stern. So, I know he was super geeked about it. And uh, here's the thing, though. I-, I almost feel like the experience was wasted on me because 
I, I explained to the, to one of my coworkers, it's like church, right? Like I'm not a religious guy. And sometimes when I go to church, I feel out of place because I'm, I feel like I'm in a place where most of the people, at least most of the people that are here. Yeah. Completely and totally like feel this in their soul. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? They understand what it is to be there. I felt like a fraud almost like I'm like, I am meeting this dude. That's probably a hero to like. 10,000 people that are like right on the other side of this wall. What would be the equivalent? Be like, all right, well, we're going to take this person who's just into music. You're going to take him to a football into game. That music. Right, right, into right, that right, music. Right, into that music. Go on, let me take you to a football game. And hey, this is Lance Briggs and Brian Erlacher right. and Jay Cutler. Right. And you're geeking out. And he's like, uh, those are big dudes over there. They're hitting each other. <laughs> yeah. And I don't really care. The right, DJ's playing right. good music. That's all they care about. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and that's what it is. I mean, like, you know, like I said, that there's. So many people out in that crowd that would like piss their pants and hang out with these guys to meet them, you know. And I'm over here talking to them like they're just random ass people. Be like, man, that's a lot of makeup. Like, what's that about? Like, hey, nice spikes. You walking through a wall later? Like, what the fuck's going on here? You know what just popped into my head? It's Wayne's World when he's in. They go backstage and have the passes. And they're not walking around. They got the back. Yeah, yeah. And then they walk in and it's fucking Alice Cooper and he's just like being a normal dude yeah, talking about yeah. the history of Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Mi- Milwaukee. And, and then, yeah, you know, you're like, you're like, huh, yeah, that's pretty cool well, stuff. Now here's the funny thing is that so like my my guy pablo he was there for for friday for the first day of the fest yeah, i yeah. took uh, a saturday and my other co-workers talia and uh, and adam took sunday so they're there right now as a matter of fact right um but like so the first day like they kind of mixed up the, the wristbands and security was giving him a hard time and he was like you know what i'm just gonna leave like you don't want me to be here and then he uh uh jody goes hey talk to this guy chris He's like, you know, whatever. Head of security or head of promotions or whatever. Find out, find out last night, Chris is the organizer of the entire Ride Fest. Oh, so, so, the, so the horse's head, you yeah, know? Yeah, he's, he's the head honcho. Yeah. He, and I texted him and I was like, hey, you know, I, I got your number from Pablo. He told me if I have any issues, just let you know. He's like, yeah, no problem. You know, just let me know. I got you, whatever. We're all over the place, man. When I first got there, the the, the security crew that was there didn't know exactly where I needed to go. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, backstage, my, my wristbands are backstage. I have all access, whatever it is. And it's just, you know what I mean? They're just looking at the wristband. I walk back and they're like, I'm like, yeah, I'm supposed to be somewhere backstage. You're like, oh yeah, here you go. So I keep walking and I come up to the back of the stage because I don't know where I'm going. And pick I up, tell pick I, up these crates and move them to the front. You're like, okay, the, yes, sir. And I've done that before, right? Yeah, right? So I tell the two security guys at the bottom of the stairs by the stage, I'm like, yeah, I'm supposed to be backstage. They look at my wristband, they're like, yeah, go ahead. I walk up and I'm at the I'm literally backstage of this fucking giant festival just standing there and I'm walking back and forth I'm like I don't think this is where I'm supposed to be <laughs> so I get Pablo on the on the uh, uh, the Facebook uh, um, on the Facebook chat, on the Facebook video chat and I'm like hey Pablo uh, look behind me you see that yep I says I don't think I'm supposed to be there and he was like no 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 this is not where you're supposed to be I says yeah but look where I am. <laughs> Talk about rubbing it in. Right. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing is that I, I had no atta- uh, emotional attachment to these artists. And so it was kind of, it was almost sometimes better that way. Uh, someone says that's actually pretty punk rock because you're not, uh, you're not like. You're being a fanboy. Right? Yeah, you're, you're not like, a fanboy. Oh my God. Oh my God. So like I said, it almost made it better because I was able to talk to them like they're just regular people. And I've done that at other shows before. Like, I, I remember like seeing, uh, I think it's DJ Abilities and, and we were at uh, Abbey Pub back in the day. Show was uh, over. He comes down. I miss Abbey Pub. 
And uh, we're hanging out. It was just bullshit. I was like, yeah, you know, this and that. We're talking about like who we like and, you know, as far as like music. And some dude comes up. He's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, it's you, oh my God. And he fucking, uh, <laughs> uh, the DJ looks at me like, who the fuck is this guy? It's like, that's not my people. And then like, he kind of like let him geek out for a bit. And he's like, all right, man, have a good night. And then we just went back to our conversation. So I mean, like, that's yeah. just what it is. Like, yeah. you, have, you know, and then like, don't get me wrong. Like, I was like, oh, this is cool. And, I'm, and later on, I kind of absorb it. But I mean, it's just something that, that's my mentality, right? Like, you, you try not to overact. You try not to underact. It's just like, all right, if I can talk say to him as a person, right? We're regular people. Yeah, but I'll tell you, my favorite part of this fest is all the crazy ass band names. Uh, when I when I saw the <laughs> list of, of <laughs> when I saw the list of band names on this, I was playing. They're Mad, creative. I was playing Mad Libs on in my head. So um, <laughs> start from the bottom. I'm start, start from the bottom. No, let, let me let me do this real quick. <laughs> That's what I wanted you to so start, from start from the bottom. From the bottom, the very first. This is the, the it goes from the headliner all the way down and the first band listed here is come girl eight yeah and then there's there's surf bort no trigger skating poly thick bridge city centers jake hill charlotte sands war on woman mannequin pussy whoa that was one i actually i saw him last week at sears uh poor stacy together pangea the joy formidable bully fear mad ball seven seconds Gore! I didn't see them, but I kind of wanted to. I don't know. Do you remember the movie Empire Records? Yes. He's like, Mark, you love Gore. Why don't you join the band? And he's like, I'm in the band. He's eating the pop brownie. It's amazing. Um, So, yeah, you had Gore, the Get Up Kids, JXDN, Movements, Alexis on Fire, the Menzingers, the Front Bottoms, (laughs) Uh, the story so far, Young Blood, Bad Religion. That's a very popular band. Sunny Day Real Estate. Gogo Bordello, Yellow Card, that they had a lot of fans there too, and then the Misfits. Okay, so as we're going through, we're playing, <laughs> we're playing like in your head, uh, uh, Mad Libs, and it was like, um, <laughs> it was like uh, poor Stacy, even though he was thick, he only lasted seven seconds <laughs> <laughs> because his front was on its bottom. Yeah, because because his front bottom was I mean <laughs> His bully hit his front body, you know, shit like that. So I mean, like it was just which ended the, up in bad religion. Yeah, and 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 and, and that's how you started the war on women. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, this was, reminds me a lot, you know, when you're picking your fantasy football game, a uh, football yes, team, or yes. your bowling name for your team is like, how do I make this? A pun and interesting and funny at the same time. Well, it reminds me of like the rap name generator that everyone used to use. Like, for example, Post Malone, that's where Childish Gambino, yeah. their names came from the rap name generator. Like, no the, yeah, way. Say, yep, Childish Gambino and Post Malone. I think that was, those were the two. So, I mean, yeah. So, we it, gotta it's, come up with our own rap names then. <laughs> Iraq and Big Z ain't good enough for you. <laughs> the, ones, the ones that were appointed to us. <laughs> and don't forget K Dog that was here last time. K Dog was here last time. <laughs> K Dog's in uh, where's he at? Dubai. He's in Dubai right now. He's living his best life. He he, he uh, posted that he was going over there. We wish him all all the best, safe travels, and you know get back safe and uh, and do your thing, man. He's he is he's having so much fun. He even says he goes, my job is cool. I do cool things. Yeah. <laughs> and he's you know he's off. So yeah, I'm, I'm again just to touch on Kinkar. He's was an amazing person here, and he really was just a genuine heart. 100%. And it, but again, it's the, it comes down to 
not not treating people bigger than they, they are, are right yeah. you know what i mean like and and it doesn't mean that you're not a big deal it just means that like look man we we want to have a conversation with you you heard the questions i ask i'm i'm i want to get to the nitty-gritty i mean it's cool that you've done cool things tell me where it started tell me about your parents yeah. and your family to me that's more like, okay now now we can talk about how you got into the thing you know what made you what were your influences and stuff like that so i i, I love that yeah i love that and uh, i'm gonna keep working really hard to get more guests there yeah well, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're doing it i mean we, hey we if so if you got some people that you know Send them over. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we 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 love to cut talk me to some you. slack. <laughs> <laughs> we we love to talk to all types of fun people, whether it comes to uh, sports, comedy, whatever it is, and Music, we'll, we'll yeah. work our way in there. So, keeping on theme, this week we're going to be talking about the relationship. Between music and sports, we're going to discuss our top five sports references in music and our top five uh, songs used in Chicago sports. We got all that plus stirring the pot and what you looking at. But first, this is the Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z and you're not. Nope. Now for today's stories. Story number one. Oh boy, we're continuing with the theme over here, man. <laughs> a Detroit cop is off the job after a racy OnlyFans page has been discovered. Oh, stop throwing those tips into the. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> All right, so a Detroit police officer is now off the force after her OnlyFans was discovered. I guess people in her uh, department found it out. Pretty much sent that over to the uh, captain. And um, by the time the captain started an investigation and he was about to fire her, he found out that she had already resigned the day before. So you can't get fired any day off if you already quit. <laughs> <laughs> that That's a hell of a story. I mean, there's not, it's not the first time we've heard of this. No. I think there was someone. Uh, we who, talked about that other lady. That, yeah. For, the religion with the religion thing. Yeah. that There was something about uh, like a. Uh, uh, it was, a, it was a, either a teacher or someone that was like a, a coach of like a kid sports that got, it was just, a, I'm like, why do you care? Why do you care? Unless you're like, hey kids, uh, our fundraiser this week is going to be my nude <laughs> photos and videos. If you go over to OnlyFans.com. Yeah, and, uh, 20% proceeds are going to the church. Detroit Cop 69. <laughs> I mean, people are split. I was reading the article and people are split. They're like, well, it's her private life. Right. And then people are like, it's well, she's a hustle. public figure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like if you're going to be, you know, Mrs. You know, Officer Friendly, she's a little too friendly. Hey. Hey, shoot your shot. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> hey, I like what you did there. Shoot your shot. <laughs> Story number two. Uh, this one is uh, kind of up your alley, sir. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, a shipment of baby wipes turns out to be $11.8 million worth of cocaine. Really? <laughs> hey. So, hey, I don't know which side you on, but. So it, it sounds like. The- <laughs> It sounds like that Detroit cop would have been the, the best person for the job because she got your baby wipes and then she discovered the powder. Yeah, so they had the dogs over at the border of the United States and Texas. Uh, so they found $11.8 million worth of cocaine that was inside those baby wipe things. Uh, you know, you can pull out. It's kind of you know, like your, uh, your sanitation wipes, though. Um, dude, this is insane. I mean, they're coming up with way more creative ways to bring drugs into the country. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, look, hey, they, if they can find a way to bring people into the country by stuffing them in a seat, you know, they're going to find whatever they can to bring in that cocaina. I mean, I mean, if you want to look at this, but this is crazy because it looks pink and white. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's literally a wall of just, you know, baby you know wipes. What, you, you know what they should do is build the wall with that. It'll get built way quicker. Oh, yeah. It'll be done in like in a week. 
A week. <laughs> 72 hours, baby. All right. Story number three. And this one is, uh, you know, if you don't know our humor right now, this is going to tell you what it is. <laughs> oh, my God. A rabies alert has been issued over raccoon <laughs> taking it to North Dakota bar. <laughs> A woman walked into a bar in North Dakota carrying a raccoon. Uh, this led to health officials warning people those who have been in contact with the animal because of rabies exposure. In contact with the animal? Why? Because uh, Bart- Why would you be in contact with the with the animal? Bartender Cindy Smith says she was serving drinks at the Maddox Bar last week when a local resident brought the animal during happy hour. There were about ten people in the saloon at the time. <laughs> That's what tells you right there. It's a saloon, so it had the, like the flapping doors. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so they told the lady to leave. She leaves five minutes later, but like, she's just like literally walking in with the raccoon like on her shoulder. Like, I don't know. This is weird, man. This is North Dakota. There's no rules. I, apparently not. I mean, <laughs> I, I think for every uh, for every three raccoons, there's four people. So I mean, I think they just share the wealth. Everyone gets a raccoon. I mean, raccoons are you know they got the little hands. They you know they're pretty smart. They lift up the the garbage can lids. I mean, they're they they're clearly the inspiration for every burglar of all time. <laughs> You know. The yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, have you? Do you got raccoons out here? Uh, no, no. Yeah, there's raccoons. There's uh, we've seen raccoons. We've seen possum. We we uh, probably about five years ago opened the back door to let the dog out. And there's a possum sitting there. Like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm letting the dog out. Please let me go. I think about 15 years ago, like, because uh, we have like a little corridor behind the building, and mm. uh, between the two, you know, the two houses, like kind of a gangway, whatever, and. um uh, there was a there was a fucking family of raccoons just right there. And he's like, Shh. I was like, all right, I'll be back with my super soaker, motherfucker. How about yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's, it's rare in Chicago. Or I guess in my neighborhood, but I mean, I guess it's a big thing. Uh, apparently, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. I know you can make it a so, pet. I did. Well, apparently, I mean, like again, it, we, how, <laughs> how lonely you got to be in North Dakota to make what, a friend with a raccoon? What, what was the name of the bar? Was it You Kill It, We Grill It Cafe? Like <laughs> <laughs> Roadside Cafe, You Kill It, We Grill It. <laughs> you bring in your road roadkill. You know what's funny is that speaking of people walking into a bar, I, there was a. <laughs> Here comes a joke. Yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> a priest. It's my favorite. No, no, no. It says. Uh, uh, so what happened was a man walked into a bar and uh-huh. he's and he goes, "Ouch." <laughs> dad joke number two. Yeah, hey, at least it came from the dad this time. That's right. Hey, well, you've been rubbing off on me. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Let's go back to that first story. <laughs> and I need those baby wipes. Thank you. Can you, your baby will be climbing the walls even more? No, I don't need. I don't, look, if we're rubbing, I need the wipes. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. 
for 15 15 15 15 15 percent off your entire order let me say it again that's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code truefan15 for 15 percent off of your entire order Hey, what's up? This is Lex Cruz from Jungle AE Recording Studios and Illinois Media School. And you are now listening to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Oh, yeah. Today's topic is music and sports. First up, our top five mentions of sports and music. This was inspired by a complex magazine article I found and uh, you know, on the spirit in the spirit of Riot Fest on the last day, we thought this would be the perfect topic. Topic. Let us begin. Coming up at number five, "Never Change" by Jay Z. Yep, that's what you promised me, Sister Barmalee, along with, if we stay strong, we could get paid for longer than Pippin's arms, plead the fifth when it comes to the fam, I'm like a dog. This is definitely one of my favorite albums of Jay-Z, The Blueprint. I mean, this is one I just bumped in the CD till the CD was just raw. That, that's what's up. And it's funny because that at the time, you know, me being like the, the 90s hip hop backpacker kid, I was not into uh, Jay-Z at all. Like that Why? Was, yeah, because, because he was commercial. He was a commercial artist. We did not listen to commercial artists. To us, commercial music was garbage. We everything was underground. We were. It was basically you were selling out. You were only doing music for money at the time. That's how we felt like don't about you, hip. Don't you get into the industry to make money? That wasn't a point. The point was uh, like you're, you're doing it for the love of music. That at that time, underground hip hop was about you do it for the love of music. You you yeah. If and if you make if you make it, you still stay true to your craft. And at the time, Jay Z, we just felt like he was just about making money. That's what it was about drugs, about hustling, about money. We weren't about that. Now like, looking back, I can appreciate what he was doing as a rapper, as a musician. But at that time, we're like, man, fuck Jay Z. That was my Jay-Z. first concert. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't. That's that's cool. I mean, I, again, I I came into the game later on when it came into hip hop. So my first concert was DMX, Jay Z, Method Man, Red Man. Uh, I can't even remember the rest. It was uh, uh, then it was up in up in the up in Smoke tour with okay. the, yeah yeah with okay. the. Um, with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and a bunch of so those are my first concerts, my first exposure to like live hip hop. Um, so seeing them and, and Jay Z came out, we you know with his Bulls jersey and he literally would freestyle different bars left and right. He'd come on stage, come off stage when the other guys were on, and he would come on and just do his thing freestyle. So I thought for me that was hip hop. I was for me for a person to just yeah. come out there and just spit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, that's talent. So when you say, "Oh, he sold out," I'm like, oh, "Yeah, you're, you're, at some point you're gonna commercialize, right?" But w- what I'm what I'm saying is that for for us at that time, it wasn't really about like hip hop was just hip. It, it was just about the lifestyle, the culture, the b boys, the MCs, the graffiti, and the rapper. Like that's what we were about. So, like I said, at that time, I was not I was not paying attention to Jay Z. I was not giving Jay Z credit. But like I said, looking back, I can appreciate it for sure. Oh yeah, and it's. It, Especially because, you know, you mentioned Scottie Pippen. If we can stay strong, we can get paper longer than Pippen's arms. Right, exactly. I mean, Pippen had the longest arms yeah, back in did. the 90s. So. But again, that, that comes down to talking about uh, 
Talk about money and all that stuff. So that was your first show, was that that tour? Yeah, those two, those two. I can't remember which one was first or the other, but I mean, those were my two first hip hop shows. What was your first hip hop show? My well, my first show, period. My first show that I ever went to was uh, uh, Rage Against the Machine at Wu Tang uh, down in uh, Florida. I went, I went to go visit. Jesus, what went, a first one! Yeah, I went to go visit. I went to go visit my my cousin who was uh, living in uh, West Palm Beach at the time, and he was like, "We're going to a show." He was really the first one. I was like 16 years old. I was listening to like alternative music and like the Doors and like rock. You know, like you were listening to the cranberries. It's okay, not cranberries. I was listening to the blueberries. Thank you very much. And the dingleberries. Oh, the dingleberries. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, that's what I was into at that time, and that was really my first introduction to hip hop. And and I, it's funny because I remember that that. Like I was there for a couple of weeks, but I remember the first time I heard KRS One. The first time I, I'm hearing like the Fugees. I'm fr- I'm hearing like uh, uh, um, Outkast. Like I'm hearing like that was my real. Cause I mean like I'm a, I'm a, I'm the oldest of three. My father is not from this country, so and and my my mom, you know, she's not listening to fucking. Yeah. We weren't even allowed to listen to B ninety six at the time. What? Know? Yeah, because it was all fucking sex and titties and drugs. That's what it was. Yeah, I mean, it's always been that, right? But I mean, explicitly, like at least oh, yeah. in the sixties. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, us growing up. No, no, no. Eighties, nineties, and in the eighties no. and the nineties and the seventies and the sixties, it was all about sex and drugs. It's always been. Oh, yeah. It was just more masked, right? Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like even innuendos, like, uh, more innuendos. Right, right. In the sun, the moon, the mountains, and the river. Like you know what? Yeah, Okay, well, you know, I know what all of those yeah. things are, right? Especially the river. So you know what I mean? Like that's what it was, but it was a lot of innuendo. And in the nineties, it became more and more prevalent. And like you know, remember like uh, that was uh, that was a society. It was coming out to yeah. that that I'm um, in your face yeah. society. That you know that Fox, the 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 Simpsons, the Married with Children, the In Living Color. You had all those things where you know the society had changed, and everybody's all in your face. Absolutely, yeah, and that was that was the big thing. The '90s were that big change to kind of put everything in. So at number five, we had "Never Changed" by Jay Z with the Scotty Pippen reference. At number four, it's Jay Z again. That's Pump right. it up. Ain't nobody dumping on home. You ain't in sanitation or sanitarium. What are you crazy? Jay Z, you bury him. I get you drug out the club. They have to carry him. Your head bug out. I raid niggas scary. Worry, I'm not the Mike Jordan or the Mike McCord. It's Kobe, baby. You Kobe, maybe Tracy McGrady. Matter of fact, you a Harold Miner, J.R. Ryder, washed up on marijuana. Even worse, you a Purvis Ellis, you worthless fella. You ain't no athlete, you Sean Bradley. Now, I ain't talking to nobody in particular. My flow just be hickler. Homicide when I'm picking up dust. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, he's a lyricist. I know he has catchy, you know, beats and everything. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's how you get on the radio. But I mean, he's a lyricist. I mean, you you you're talking about seven different NBA players you got, you calling got him out. MJ, Kobe, Tracy McGrady, right. Harold Miner. You're, you're on my like, yeah. He calling you. You one of them bums. You Sean Bradley. One hundred percent. I mean, we we've heard we've respect heard, to like, Sean Bradley because he's in a wheelchair right now. Is he really? Yeah, he had the biking accident. He had oh, the mountain bike accident, that's right. and now he's paralyzed. Oh man, I forgot all about that. Well, you know, pump it up. I guess I don't know. Make sure them tires stay pumped. That's all I got. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like I forgot all about that. I'm gonna be honest with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean like yeah, absolutely. That that's a really really cool example again. Like you know where we grew up, our, our culture with hip hop and, and music at, at that time. Um, but bringing up all the sport and, and what you're seeing is is again, essentially the topic of the show, right? The relationship right. between sports and music, and and mm-hmm. clearly Jay Z is an NBA fan. Oh, one thousand. I mean, I wonder why he bought a damn team. <laughs> now he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, now, now. yeah, bought a team and sold a team. Foreshadowing. Yeah, one thousand percent. So, I mean, you're looking at the '90s. Uh, this is about what late '90s, like '96, '97. This is the, also the uprising of the all. Uh, what's it? Uh, what's that? Uh, the shoe brand. All. All. Oh wait. 
Oh, you t- you talking about uh, um, N one? And one, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And one, and the, the whole and one mixtapes yeah, adding yeah, music yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. to these dunks and to these uh, yes. playground games and stuff like that. So that that was just a marriage that just melted oh, yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. It was 100%. just great. Well, you have. I mean, let's let's talk about what it is. I mean, you talking about old urban culture mm-hmm. with uh, urban music with, with the urban sport. And then you got and you put the music. I mean, you know, it's no kind when you're sitting there looking through your East Bay catalog, seeing what oh, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. And where do you do that? Well, you just finished playing 21. Now I'm look at the catalog and bump some tunes, play you know, play some more, and that's what you do. That's what we all did. Yeah. Every park in America, yeah. every park in Chicago, that's that's what you did at all day Saturday, sometimes Sundays. You know what I mean? Like until yeah. late until like you see until you hear a whistle where someone's like, "Hey, get your ass back here" or something. Three lights. Until, until you get your pager. <laughs> until, until you get pager and says, "Get your ass home and." 911. Nine <laughs> Speaking of them, yes, with sir. number three, one of my favorite groups of all time, the Fugees with Ready or Not. I mean, this is the cut. Bro, anytime bro. it's played, this is the cut. You know it. I'm telling you, man. Like I said, one of my biggest influences in music, my personal introduction to hip hop. This is such a dope line. You know, dancing around the border like I'm Cassius Clay, referring to Muhammad Ali when he was then known as Cassius Clay. Right. Um, in April of 1967, with the United States at war in Vietnam, Ali refused to be inducted into the armed forces, saying, I ain't got no quarrel with those Viet Cong. And on June 20th, 1967, Ali was convicted of draft evasion, sentenced to five years in prison and fined $10,000 and banned from boxing for three years. And that right there was a huge influence on the rest of his career. But right here, the Fugees, Wyclef, uh, 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 Lauren Hill, everyone sitting there and actually giving him Proswell giving him his props and saying, yo, we recognize you. I really appreciate that right there because you're giving props and understanding. And this right here, this, when I talk about hip-hop, you're talking about cultural, you're talking about like significant events as far as like not drugs and money and women. You're talking about like, okay, politics and money. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I mean? Like not money, but I mean like influence and money and like mm-hmm. what it really means and like why things are good or bad or whatever. This and is using, kinda... using your craft for positive influence. Correct, correct, correct. And, there's not a bad song on this album. No, 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 no. Even this, the interludes are pretty is, awesome. No, this is one of them go albums. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm. <laughs> I remember buying it. It's I, a, I it's, need, I need it's, four, it's, four it's, chicken wings for yeah. hard and shit. Don't put that little retarded leg on there. I don't <laughs> yeah, want that. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know this is and this is and we 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 talked off air and when we first started doing the podcast, you're like, oh, you have all these CDs. What you do with the CD cases? And I had just thrown them out like the <sighs> week prior. Like, you know, over like, I don't know, 6,000 CD cases, you know, tossed out. And, uh, you know, I do remember the album art. You know, oh, it's, man, it's got, all blacked like out. Three copies of the it's CD. It's all blacked out. Like They're in the vinyl. shadow. Yeah. They're, it's, you know, it's an orange. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of those albums that's just iconic. And there's not a bad song on there to, to, to listen to. And it's, you know, and again, you're talking about. Marvel actually did a, uh, I don't know if it was Marvel or someone that, that was collaborate, collaborating on behalf of Marvel or just some fan, but they did a bunch of fan art where they took, um, um, 
you had like I think it was like Ant Man and Biggie. They did the cover because mm-hmm. Ant Man was small, and they, you know what I mean. And, and like that makes they did, sense. Nas did one. Um, Fuji's like Jay Z. There was a bunch where they just kind of made Marvel characters. But they, I think uh, uh, I think the oh, uh, ODB cover Liquid Swords. They did mm-hmm. one of those. Like it was it was just it was so dope the way they did that. And again, it's it, the thing is is like to me like when I think about like hip hop, hip hop, right? Like there's a lot of nerd. Influence nerd culture and of it's, course it's an underground like gritty little thing. I, I'll tell you the the biggest guy is uh, um, our guy Sean that we had on here last year, mm-hmm. right? Because he's a big uh, he's a big nerd in, in, into that stuff. I mean, like he is all about it, and it, and it's beautiful to see. Shout out Fly Nerd Group. That's right. Hey, That's look right. at that. Me with the callback. Good job, Kochi Soul Star in the house. There you go. All right, man. At number two, we have the only non-hip-hop song on our list. <laughs> we Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. All right, why is this song in here, sir? Uh, you got Make, Joe. Look, okay, okay. Go ahead. Here, right here. This Explain is it. another song loaded with sports figures. The vast uh, bulk of the lyrics are one giant list of famous names and events from a variety of different spheres. You got uh, Joe DiMaggio, Sugar Ray Robinson, Rocky Marciano, Roy Campanella, Brooklyn Dodgers, Mickey Mantle, Sonny Liston beating Floyd Patterson. And the move of baseball to California. There is so many sports references in this song. I mean, I had to put it in here, bro. I mean, it covered the whole gamut, essentially. Yeah, everything. (laughs) You got pretty much every sport. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of baseball at the time. Rock and roll and baseball are synonymous, just like hip-hop and basketball are synonymous. And, you know, you're you're the baseball head, so, I mean, I had to put something in there for you. No, this is awesome, man. It talks about, you know, like you said, the move of the Dodgers going from Brooklyn to to California. You have the the other expansion teams later on. But that was a huge deal, especially because if you do know the history, they had to move families and mm-hmm. generation of families that used to live in that valley yep. and they forced them out because they said hey we're going to offer you to you know whatever it was 10 bucks to move whatever it was at that time and you know most were like no this is our land we stay here and they they claimed enemy domain and, and pushed and they them said, out no that's mine now yep yeah it's the same thing they did when they built the kennedy the same thing they did. They yeah. literally. Yeah, like, that, that's what the government can do. They're like, you live here. No, we live here now. They're gonna give Everybody. you three cents on the dollar, and if you don't take it, they'll just say we're just gonna take it and give you nothing now. Right. So at least you know like, what was it? What uh, Ken was talking about? Joan Rivers. He's like, I'm gonna give you ten bucks for that joke. No, I'm good. That's my joke. Well, she's gonna take it anyway. Either pay, get paid for it, or just get it taken. I mean, you could literally say, well, I'll take the money, and can you sign that for me, Joan? And she would have been <laughs> fine with it, right? And then you would have a ten dollar bill with you know Joan Rivers signature. Absolutely. I would have done that. At, at the Joke. You got, yeah, you got at the very least you a, got something. You got a you got a ten dollar bill with her signature and a story. That's right, right that yeah. you have forever. So I mean, I would have done that. That's right, baby. All right, uh, so we're moving to number one, sir. Number one. I feel like we're on VH1, the behind the music. I've been working on my radio voice, and I hope I sound really cool, guys. 
All right, Casey Kanem, <laughs> whatever his name is. I'm Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem. Oh boy, that, what's Scooby? That's uh, Shaggy from Scooby. That he did the voice. Did you know that? I did not know that. How are you? Like it literally sounds like, hey, Scoob. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last but not least, it is Ice Cube. Today was a good day. Left my homie's house pay Picked up a girl Been trying to dig since the 12th grade It's ironic I had the boo, she had the chronic The Lakers beat the super signs Felt on the big fat fanny Pulled out the jammy And killed the poo nanny And my Jimmy <laughs> went deep So deep, so deep Put her butt to sleep <laughs> Woke her up around one She didn't hesitate to call Ice Cube Top gun, drove it to the pad and I'm coasting. Took another sip of the potion, hit the three wheel motion. I was All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is an undeniable classic. Uh, the Lakers beat the Supersonics. Let me tell you something. I think as kids who grew up when hip hop was at its peak, this has to be the song, right? There's been so much research as to when this song was, like what that date was, and it's been concluded that it was January 20th, 1991. Um, I mean, my my favorite thing is that this is one of those pop culture phenomenon that is still active and people still talk about. I mean, it's Ice Cube. Ice Cube is still relevant to this day. Ice Cube is playing at Riot Fest right now. Like right now as we speak. As we speak? As we speak. I'm pretty sure we can put it on TV. I'm, they stream it, right? Don't they? No, they don't stream it. That's why you... Let me tell you, the, 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 the actual price of the tickets to get in this place, uh -huh. I would never, ever... I mean, when I found out I was going to Riot Fest... Wait, he, Jody came in, right? And he goes, hey, are you going to Riot Fest? And I'm like, man, I'm not going to fucking Riot Fest. What are you talking about? First of all, I don't know any of these people. I don't riot. To, I, I am not a rioter, <laughs> sir. I was at home on, on January 6th. Thank you. Um, but then like two minutes later, my boss comes in. He's like, all right, so we have to go to Riot Fest. And I was like, oh. So I did. I messaged Jody and I was like, yeah, I guess we're going to Riot Fest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, like for, for the amount of money that you have to pay to go there, there's no way they're going to stream that. Like you might see it later. Like, they do that know, for Lollapalooza. I don't know, man. I don't. Hey, look, for, first of all, I have no idea if they do or not. I, I really, I, I don't, you know, I don't care. Either way today was a good day sir it sure was today was a good day and let me tell you something today will be even better day if the bears can beat the packers on this sunday night football right here well i guess we'll find out on tuesday when it's published <laughs> <We sure laughs> all right fans when we come back we'll talk about our top five songs in chicago sports after a quick word from our sponsors Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Oh, yeah. Today's topic is music 
and sports. We've already talked about our top five sports references in music. Now let's move over to our top five songs used in Chicago sports. First up with the number five spot is Eddie Vedder and All The Way. Just a game For I've seen other teams And it's never the same When you're born in Chicago You're blessed and you're healed The first time you walk into Wrigley Field Our heroes wear pinstripes Heroes in blue Give us the chance to feel like heroes too Forever we'll win and if we should lose, we know someday we'll go all the way. Yeah, someday we'll go all the way. Hey, hey, he did it! We are one with the Cubs, with the Cubs. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm the Sox fan of the two, and this song is pretty awesome. Like. And the game, yeah, want the hey hey, it got me right there. Dude, the hey, it got me. Like I got a little bit of uh, T-Ray. I got a moisture. Yeah, moist. I, I don't know how that happened. No, I mean literally, like as it starts up, I mean I'm I'm already feeling the goosebumps. And for those who don't know, for those Sox fans who need to be educated, well, yeah, Eddie they Vedder, Eddie Vedder, of course from Pearl Jam. He's from Evanston. He's always been a huge Cub fans. And at the time of the songs released in 2008, it had been a hundred years since the Cubs last won the World Series. Uh, you know, he's like I said, he's been a lifelong Cubs fan and the song which fondly looks forward to the Cubs next World Series victory was written with the encouragement of certain Chicago Cubs most notably Ernie Banks the song was first performed in Chicago and was recorded over two nights in 08 at the end of Eddie Vedder's first solo tour the song was accompanied by an official video released after the Cubs won the World Series in 2016 the video is pretty awesome it's amazing it's it's it shows like <laughs> so you know I'm over here running the board and then he's like oh, a little bit longer a little bit longer and then he's like take it down I'm like wait a second and I see it because I see the image first and yeah. then then I heard the sound he's like he's like yeah there like yeah there, there it is no Someday, it, it, yeah. it so I mean I'm not gonna lie you know I grew up watching the Cubs because that's what it was on TV we've mentioned this over and over and multiple episodes there's no way you can hate on the Cubs and their fandom if those guys show up. It's the friendly confines. People are having fun. Right. You had pretty good teams. They just didn't make it. Well, and that's kind of like what Ken was talking about, the fact that, like, it's not that he doesn't like the Cubs. He says, I just don't like Cubs fans. And I'm like, well, you got to remember that the people going to the game, yes, there's some of us that are true Cubs fans. Um, but there's people that are fans of, you know, going out and have a good time, and it's just a large area that you can in party in. And, and I get that. I mean, mm -hmm. like, I appreciate that you can – to me, like, I feel like you should be able to appreciate that the fact that it can be a party atmosphere and then also there's enough space for fans there's family friendly things you can to do, there. do both it's it just it's just a lot and and let's be fair i mean like the the fact that wrigley is so iconic and it's it's such an established place i mean just today uh the rockies were in town mm -hmm. and they had a video of all the rookies from the rockies had to walk around wrigleyville go get coffee and donuts, yeah they had right? to go dunkin donuts but yeah. that's a super unique experience to uh the cubs and wrigley field because you literally walk outside and you're in a neighborhood them in boston right uh, and uh uh, St. Louis is like that now too. They the way they set it up, like you're right there in an it's a manufactured neighborhood. Yes, right. But I mean, like this place was just plopped in a corner, and and that's what it is. So that's kind of a very unique experience, and that's why that's why everyone likes to party at Wrigley. I mean, that's a big part of it. I mean, 
they did it right. I'm not gonna lie. Like you have the the neighborhoods that uh that have been growing as far as the the bar scenes and what you can do around there. It's been growing every year, and every year you're like, oh my god, they put something else here. Yeah, they put something else here, and they cry poor about it. They gotta pay for it at some point. So I mean, anyway, uh, <laughs> next up, <laughs> you brought it up. Next up at number four, don't stop believing by Journey. I mean, besides it being the official song for the 2005 World Series champion, White Sox. I see that hat. Oh, that's right. I, I, wore, that. I, I wore it. it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's serendipity, actually. <laughs> serendipity. I'm wearing that hat today. But this is probably, I don't know, top five, top ten karaoke songs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Anytime that, you go to a karaoke bar, you're going to hear this. Yeah, that's that's definitely one. My, my go-to when I do karaoke is, a te- oh, really? you know, is tequila. <laughs> I've, I've never forgotten the lyrics. Yeah, tequila. That's I it. gotta be like, hey, what are you drinking? Uh, you know what? I I've been at a karaoke bar and someone did that song, and I'm like, dude, I waited six minutes <laughs> to hear you say tequila four times. Tequila. <laughs> oh my god, I wanted to punch him in the face. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this song it all started with AJ Prasinski. Yes, your favorite catcher you love to hate. Oh god. That's right. Uh, he was blasting it in the clubhouse after beating the Los Angeles Angels. They were the Los Angeles Angels at that point. The Los uh, Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yeah, of California. Yes, on the West Coast. That's right. In California. And the that's West, the official name. And the Western Hemisphere <laughs> <In> the West- <laughs> of Earth. <laughs> uh, and then the rest of the players could not stop singing it on the plane ride home. And then after that, they made it their official rally cry song. And then even reached out to Stephen Perry, Steve Perry, uh, to attend game one of the World Series. And he, he did. And then when they won the World Series and they did the parade, who was front and center at the parade. And I... Yours truly, sir. Yes, uh-huh. was front and center to hear him sing it out and cry it out. You know, the only the only problem I really have with this is the fact that uh, he was born and raised in South Detroit. Yeah, it was I don't say South Detroit. I always say South Side of Chicago. Oh, so you think you can just change lyrics now? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on American Idol. I don't go fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I, look again. Like it's it's one of those things where uh, you you have those memories that flood back just by hearing oh, yeah. the start of the song. You go, you get those goosebumps. It makes you think about like what that season meant to you know Sox fans, baseball fans, you know, all over Chicago. Regardless, you know whether it was uh, salty Cubs fans, like I can't believe they did it first, or just the pure joy of your buddy, your uncle, your brother, your friend yeah, exactly. that happened to be a White Sox fan. So. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that immediately makes you think of that. You know what? I'd never bragged that I, we got there first. You know, it was like, I literally got, you know, attacked like cup fans that are ignorant. They're like, oh, I can't believe you won it first. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter who won it first. I mean, does it bother you that we won it first? I don't really care. I, I didn't. I didn't really care. I, it, I I remember. I remember actually where I was the night that they won. Mm-hmm. I was at a, a bar called Rhino. It was in River North, and um, you were at the Rhino. I was at Rhino. Yeah, and oh. and so uh, F- DJ Flipside was there, and um, I remember going to the restroom, and I'm standing at a stall, and some dude comes in. He's like, "Oh my god." The White Sox won the World Series. You know, I looked and I was like, dude, I'm a Cubs fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was, the, it, it was like it, Riot but, Fest all over again. You know, and, and that, yeah, 100%. And, and that's the thing, too, is that, you know, if, if we're really looking at uh, history, I mean, think about the fact that the 03 Cubs lost, right? They couldn't, they, they were five outs away from mm-hmm. going to the World Series. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, it was the, the next year that the, I think the Red Sox won the next year. Correct you know killing their drought and then the white Sox won the year after that and then yes. after that the cardinals won so like it was a a string of four years of just misery for cubs fans being so close then watching the red Sox break their streak and then, then the cardinals and the Sox winning they're breaking their streaks and then the fucking cardinal i was just like jeez like i think just, the cardinals hurt the most that, no no uh, i mean like it was the fact that they're, they're really your rival it's their rival but they had won they were they were they were still a good team they had won since then but i mean like the the breaking of the streak of the red sox and the white Stro- white sox right after that mm-hmm. right after we were it was just like we are definitely cursed like that's what that's how it felt yeah i can it, i can totally just, understand it, that it dug it dug it hurt I it mean, yeah. I mean, you had some pretty good teams. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I've, matter Stacked. of fact, one of, one of the newest additions to the uh, <laughs> the studio. Oh, I see in the back is is the uh, the team picture of the O3 Cubs because that was like that. Uh, remember, I started watching baseball in like '98 when mm-hmm. when the home run race was on. So I mean, that was really like yeah, there was a playoff run, but that was my first taste of like, oh my god, this team may actually win the World Series. And I was only like been watching uh, baseball for like five six years. So you didn't time. you didn't watch the Dawson Samberg years at all i was i was just not a ba- i wasn't a baseball kid i wasn't okay. a baseball kid at not all. even like you came home and it was on you were like oh, i'm not gonna watch it i was playing basketball i was across the street at the park playing basketball when I come yeah home. that's true you did a little cross street from the park yeah, yeah. I, all day that's all all we cared about was the bears and the bulls was it was different it was different basketball court at that point right no it was the same one really still yeah. that that you know I have I, I haven't been feet. there I haven't been there long yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it's little, like little, it's super short well it's nice because you can do a three on three full court yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and you can your your three point line is either way. So I mean, you you catch a nice rebound. I mean, you get to the corner. We had oh, it was just like any basketball court. You know what I mean? Like you're standing. Oh, this corner is this points, and then, you know what I mean. And you're just playing twenty one half the time anyway. We're but talking about Wicker Park, ladies and gentlemen. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. The smallest <laughs> park in America. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's super small. It's funny because you you lived across the street, and I worked there for four or five years. Yeah. That's so it. yeah, it's just I mean, literally for the playground across the street was my uh, my house there. But, it was your yeah. backyard. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of like how I am now. Like, I, I, there's a train right here, right? I mean, like, literally, you can hear yeah. the train. I got yeah. a park. It, it, it's it's very interesting the uh, the parallels between my childhood and my my child's childhood. Anyway, at number three, we have Chelsea Dagger by the Fratellis. All right, here is Pat Boyle from NBC Sports Chicago explaining the origin of the Blackhawks goal song. Taves back in to bring it up the middle. There's the pass. Right in, quick, Ever wonder why the Blackhawks use Chelsea Dagger as their goal song? Well, it actually started at Madison Square Garden. The season opener, 2008-2009, John McDonough and Jay Blung 
heard the Rangers goal song played four times. So they asked back at the office, do we need one? Do the Blackhawks need a, a goal song? Yes. The story goes, the intern, Matt Benjamin, played the Fratelli's Chelsea Dagger. I grew up in Detroit, actually. I've always been a huge hockey fan. Um, I always know how important the goal song, you know, just kind of ramping up a crowd has always been in the game. And I came across the Fratelli song, actually. It was really just like a pipe dream at first, because there was like no indication that, you know, any of the brass or <clears throat> my boss or my boss's boss wanted to change the song. Game Ops began to work Chelsea Dagger in along with the others. The response was an overwhelming, we love it, from the United Center faithful. And Chelsea Dagger has been in our ears ever since. It's not a song you want to hear. Like, if you're the opposing goalie, especially like in a playoff game, you don't want to hear that song. I'm very proud of what, what has happened. Um, it's been a part of three Stanley Cups for Chicago. On the other hand, I'm a diehard Detroit Red Wings fan. The Wings and the Blackhawks, I'm sure you know this, they played in 2013. We were leading the series three games to one and we lost in seven in overtime at the United Center. Right back ahead comes Seabrook with a shot and he Takes a quick wrist shot right over the glove of Jimmy Howard. And that song haunts me. I mean, the song that I helped put into place then haunts me as a diehard Red Wings fan. There have been plenty of times where I've been like, I created the most crazy monster that nobody has ever known about. It's all, it's like literally in my head. It's what fans uh, associate with the renaissance of this team. I think they would be surprised if they didn't hear it. I think it's here for the long haul. And it just has obviously taken off and will go down, I think. You know, objectively, it's one of the more iconic goal songs in NHL history. All right, so, you know, Take take me back to simpler times, sir. Look, here's the thing: is oh that my god, you got to remember is that this a majority of Chicagoans, especially people of our generation, did not watch hockey. Right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't on TV. It wasn't right. something that we even thought about or, or heard about or whatever. We were still like uh, live, living on that buzz of the Chicago Bulls championships, right? Mm -hmm. And then you you know you got your uh, 05 White Sox. So there's a lot of stuff going on at the time. So we weren't paying attention to hockey. But I mean, like even if you're a non-hockey fan, if you're not someone that pays attention to hockey even to this day, you know what that song means because mm -hmm. it just blares over. And again, it's one of those songs where you just like. You get hyped up. You're like, all right, let's go. And the fact that a Red Wings fan was the one that brought it to the Chicago Blackhawks, that makes it even more amazing. From South Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's oh. funny because they used to have songs for individual uh, hockey players when they scored. Yeah. So when Jonathan Taves used to score, it used to be Johnny Be Good. Oh, yeah, yeah, Johnny yeah, Be yeah, Good, yeah. yeah. Patrick Kane was Rock You Like a Hurricane. Yeah. And Patrick Sharp was Sharp Dress Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So they had their all individual songs, but you know they said like, "Hey, it was crazy, but a sharp dress man." Yeah. And he's a good-looking dude. He is. Patrick, he was on the cover of a bunch of magazines. Yeah, he is. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, this is one of those songs that it's catchy, it sticks into your head, mm -hmm. and it's easy for the crowd to sing. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because all you gotta go is da 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 da. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine how many times they play this at the bars? Oh, yo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Cubs song. It's like, go Cubs, go. Yes. Like, it's always playing it on, on the jukebox. But I mean, this one right here is like, it's got that loop, that, that just, and it's just hitting and hitting and hitting. And it's like every time you hear that, da, da, it's just like a dagger in your heart every time. <laughs> so, congratulations, uh, Red, Red Wings fans. You are the reason that we celebrate the, the Chicago Blackhawks. Thanks, Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, coming in at number two, it is Serious by the Alan Parsons Project. Okay, so you know what's uh, crazy about this is that it gave I know it gave us both goosebumps. Oh yeah, because I was like, oh my god, I'm yeah. cold, and <laughs> the AC is already off. But I can replay the entire starting lineup in my head as yes. this song is going. I know what's going on on the court with Benny the Bull. I know where the camera shot is at. I know where the you know the spotlight's at. And then there's a certain part in the song. It's towards like the middle right here where they turn on the lights and they're like, yeah. Uh, and they're playing the Detroit Pistons and this bum ass team here. <laughs> also, the other guys are here as well. Yeah, Coach Lenny Wilkins for the uh, Cavaliers and the uh, bum ass team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we, we all know that that's the song that's played during the, the player intros. And according to legend, in 1984, Bulls announcer Tommy Davis heard the Alan Parsons Project instrumental Sirius while sitting in a theater waiting for a movie to start. Before long, Sirius was reverberating through Chicago Stadium like an electric shock becoming an inextricably linked to the site of Jordan and the accompanying storm that was about to hit the court in route to six NBA championships and forever transforming the nascent world of in-game sports entertainment. That little nugget comes from a 2020 article in Variety Magazine. That's why it was so well put. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a great credit, sir. Yeah, hey, but look, yeah, I mean, like, it's one of those things. Whenever I go to a Bulls game, I'm always like, oh, my God, I got to make sure I get there in time. I got to yes. hear it. I got to feel it. I mean, it just, it puts you in a different mindset. It makes, it kind of makes me want to fight somebody a little bit. You know, <laughs> It's like, boom, like, oh, all right, okay, let's go. It's time to go. But, yeah, I mean, absolutely amazing. I mean, like, it's one of those things, again, it's just one of those songs. When you come into the UC, you hear that, you're like, damn, I'm in trouble. I love this song. And like you said, it's it's one of those songs, those those hype songs. And you know, we're old enough to old VHS tapes, and we have those VHS tapes from the 91, I 92. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. We have them. Yeah. And you know, they play that song over and over. Learning to fly, yes. untouchable. Yeah. Absolutely. Now what does bother me is when other teams play it. No, you know, I mean, hey, it doesn't bother you. No, I'm gonna tell you why. Uh, flattery is the most sincere, uh, you know. I mean, or imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. Yeah. Like they're just trying to, like, hey, you ain't me. <laughs> you wanna be, you know? Yeah. What I'm like, yeah, but they don't. I'm saying they, they'll play it and they'll play it like an odd part of the game. It's not part of a starting lineup. And I'm like, uh, still doesn't doesn't have the same mm, to it. But I, you know, you, 
Your starting lineup for your Chicago. Like you hear that in your oh, brand. 100%. 100%. I mean, and like I said, it, it's it that's this is one of the most amazing things about Chicago sports and one of the the reasons I was so excited to do this episode because, you know, coming off of like hearing music that I really like I said I wasn't familiar with, but I understand like the feeling and the emotion that it gives you when you hear it, when you see it. I mean, this gives you a lot of visuals um whether it, whether it comes down to like I said, you know, uh the Blackhawks winning three Stanley Cups, mm-hmm. the Bulls winning six championships, the mm-hmm. White Sox winning 2005. Someday the Cubs will go all the way, and they did. I mean, like, all of these songs are associated with the championships that we've been able to experience while being Chicago sports fans. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially after that, this podcast was inspired 100%. by the Bulls' last dance program. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, that's that's the key. So, right so it just, you know, it's kind of like full circle at the, at the moment. Yeah. I think someone's, someone's excited about the... Uh, the Bears. About this, your your phone is blowing up about the Bears. Yeah, that's the, I think that's our that's our uh, group chat for the for the uh, true Chicago sports fans. Oh, is that Just, what that Justin is? Justin Fields just ran it in for a touchdown, so I know we're all excited. All right, before we get to number one, we'd like to give an honorable mention to 1985's "Wrapping Together" by Walter Payton and William the Refrigerator Prairie. Yes, you heard that right. They actually do have a single, and I own one. <laughs> you have the vinyl. Yeah, I do have the vinyl. I'm, it's still I'm, sealed. I'm, I'm actually jealous about that. Of all the <laughs> records that I have and that you don't have, that's the one that I'm jealous that you have and I don't have. <laughs> and this is the first time for everything. Hey, but I, I look, I got I got the uh I got I got you, some you I got something special for you later. I'm gonna show it to you later. Teamwork is the theme of our song. Divided we're weak, together we're strong. United as one, we could only be greater. This is sweetness 34, and then we refrigerate. So be a part of our team. Watch everyone win. Keeping prejudice out and friendship in. Bringing fight to the nation and joy to the world. Find yourself join with others like a, a string, string of pearls. pearls. Cause we're making things happen only for the good. Uniting people worldwide in all neighborhoods. Making all feel better. Raising separate steam. And anyone can make it. Just believe in your dreams. That's right. Believe in your dreams, ladies and gentlemen. This was one of the most unexpected rap collabs of all time. Meant to promote unity is an absolute classic during an era when everyone had a rap song. That's right, a rippity rap rap. <laughs> That's the, that was essentially everything that was going on anytime between like 1982 and 1986 when you really started seeing hip hop uh, uh, pop up and become popular, you know, like Run DMC, Beastie Boys, and it was like, oh, this is a real thing, you know, mm-hmm. versus Curtis Blow and it was like, oh, I like to rap, I like to rhyme, I like to do it all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, look, so this is the review from Complex Magazine. Oh boy. Walter Payton and William Perry can't rap at all. But damn if they can't spit some rhymes about friendship, <laughs> togetherness, and the values of not doing drugs. After all, if you do drugs, the answer ain't dope, according to the duo. Can you handle the wordplay? The song got re-released in 1999 with profits going to the Walter Payton Foundation. So thank God for that. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best thing to come out of that song. I mean, they got to re-release it again. They can make some more money for the Walter Payton Foundation. You probably can. You probably can. I mean, I think uh, uh, well, his son has a, a nice yep. series coming out. I Jared, think. yeah, Jared Payton, uh, Brittany Payton, uh, uh, the whole family. They look, considering the fact that everything that that family has gone to, gone through, like you know, you're talking about one of the most iconic football players of all time, the most iconic Chicago Bear of all mm-hmm. time, um, someone that like I, you know, I grew up idolizing, and like I said before, before I, I knew 
baseball before I even paid attention to baseball. I remember I remember going to YMCA um, summer camp, okay. and everyone had a, a a drawstring bag that you would keep all your stuff in, mm-hmm. and everyone wanted. They were like, "Oh, you got to pick a number. Everyone needs a number." Number one, gone. Number twenty three, gone. I picked thirty four. I picked thirty four because, like I said, the Bears are like a religion to me. Oh, they are a religion too. Not like they are a religion, <laughs> I'm co- sir. I'm covered head to toe. I'm pretty sure your draws have bears on them too. <laughs> no, they have a bear in them. Hey, hey. you hairy best. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, it all comes down to this. All right, and coming at number one, drum roll, please. It is. The 1985 Bears and the Super Bowl Shuffle. There we go. He's still spitting bars. Hey, bro, let me tell you. Let me tell you. And if, if you notice, you notice the similarities between uh, his collaboration with the fridge and, you know, his <laughs> He was carrying the fridge. With, well, <laughs> you know, he did. He did have the calves. I'm just saying, if you want to talk about my inspiration, the calves. Uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, look, it was uh, released in 85 uh, through Capitol Records Red Label two months ahead of their win. In the Super Bowl, and it was a very controversial and, frankly, a very cocky decision at the time. Yeah, that's definitely a cocky thing to say. Hey, we're gonna win the Super Bowl. We're singing a song. We're rap, 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 rapping, <laughs> <laughs> and this is our celebration song. Yeah, yeah, before they went, I mean, again, like if you look up and down that uh, that Super Bowl, that team, the the personalities on that team, Ditka going against Buddy Ryan, and this is our real coach, and both of them get lifted up, and you know all, all those people. I mean, like uh, Mongo, who's going through his own thing right now with the ALS, and right. uh, you know, yeah, you shout out to Mongo. Um, but I mean, like at the time to do. Something like that. It was super cocky. But look, what is what does the first line say? He's talking about we're not, or like the first uh, 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 verse is talking about we're not greedy. We're doing this. All the proceeds to that went to charity, right? Right. So I mean, now that like years and years later, I have the full LP and the forty-five in the case right here, so you can be jealous of them. Well, now you're being greedy, sir, because you have <laughs> both of them. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it was an instant mainstream phenomenon. It sold over five hundred thousand copies, and it reached number forty-one on the Billboard Hot One Hundred by February of eighty-six. Uh, Billboard reported that the single's chart performance was propelled primarily by sales rather than radio airplay, saying that although the record has a great deal of pop airplay across the country, especially as a novelty for morning drive programs, only a handful of radio stations are reporting it on their playlists. The Super Bowl shuffle fell in line with the Bears' high media attention as they completed their one-loss regular season. 
The Bears, of course, dominated their postseason opponents, including the New England bum-ass Patriots in <laughs> Super Bowl 20, 46 to 10. I absolutely, I, again, this right here was the genesis of my love for the Bears. I can tell you two markets that did not play this song. Was it Green Bay? Well, well, okay, I get three. I guess, Green Bay and New England? I guess three. I was, I was going to say uh, New England, and I was going to say Miami, because we almost took out their record. That that is true. That, yeah, well, they celebrate. They're still them They're still yeah. celebrating that. The 1972 Dolphins. I mean, the the three people that are left from that team are still celebrating. Everyone, get your glass of champagne and <laughs> put it into my feeding tube. The 85 Bears were the first sports team to have their own music video. The song peaked at number 41 on the Billboard Hot Ch- yep. Hot 100, like he said. The song was nominated for a Grammy in 1987 for Best R&B Performance by a Duo or a Group, losing to Kiss by Prince. Look, if you're going to lose a Grammy, you might as well be the Prince, right? Yeah. And the funny thing about that is that Prince played that halftime show the next time the Bears made it to the Super Bowl and one of the best halftime performances of all time. So it, it rained. All- it all ties together. Yeah, that was awesome because it rained during Purple Rain. It did. Oh man, that's another one. That's another one. Those things that it's just eerie, and at the same time, it just gives me goosebumps to think about it because I remember that performance mm-hmm. so well. When he's holding up the guitar and it's Purple Rain, I'm like, please don't rain on me, Prince. <laughs> Game blouses. <laughs> all right, we'll be right back with stirring a pot after a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15 percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15 percent off of your entire order. This is Enrique Calderon coming to you from True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Come check me out on social media, Enrique Calderon Official, on Instagram and Facebook. Check it us out. Y te lo dice Enrique Calderon. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E Rock and Big Z. It's that time again, brother. Uh oh. You know what time it is. Oh boy. It's time for stirring a pot. All right, man. On the topic of music and festivals, I found an interesting food festival that focuses on one specific food. Every May or April in that mm-hmm. area, the Waikiki Spam Jam Street Festival is dedicated to the best of the spam world. People dress up, they drink, they have fun, and they eat spam. So, Z, assuming that you're in Hawaii at oh, the that'd time, be, that'd be nice. Would you attend the Waikiki Spam Jam Festival and jam out on some spam? One thousand percent. Let's run that <laughs> shit. <laughs> give me no. Give me a drink with an umbrella with it too, man. Of course. Do you know what? To, to oh, be honest no. with you, I've never had spam. Shut. I, I don't think you, I. You've I, never I had hood ham. 
<laughs> I, I was thinking a completely completely different thing there. That's <laughs> my email. Uh, I don't think I, I I might have to ask my parents. You know, if they if we ever had spam, I have no yeah. recollection of eating spam. I'm not against it, and I do have a uh, Uncle Mike's place down the street from me. So maybe I should go down there uh, next weekend and uh, try out this spam thing. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's uh, I haven't had spam in a very long time. Uh, I know we used to eat it when I was a kid. You slice up. You, my my dad would always uh, put it in a frying pan and fry it up. And yeah, that, that, the that, crispy that. edges. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to eat it, right? Uh, or you, can, I mean, like we, I mean, it just depends. I mean, we used to eat it. If you slice it thin, you have it on a sandwich. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, spam means spiced ham, right? It's just processed ham. Oh, you know what I mean? It, okay. It's just ham and other pig parts. <laughs> <laughs> ground up bones and gelatin and all that stuff so yeah gotcha. I mean, yeah so i mean you know look at uh <laughs> let's, let's take a look at their menu real quick uh-huh so you got the uh you got a hawaii uh, burger with spam maui onion and pineapple I, I, okay i'm in okay i mean I'm I'm in. a sandwich all right with it yeah i get it it's not pizza no it's not uh greek euro wrap with spam lamb and beef i guess you're just kind of mixing it in there uh, I, I'll try it. I'll try it. Uh, spam and eggs. Spam and eggs. Yeah, you yeah. got uh, a lot of this. Uh, spam and ubi ice cream. No, thank you. I don't no, know. What spam, um, spam okay. nachos, queso sauce, black beans, pico de gallo, jalapeno, and diced spam. We should have that for the Super Bowl Dude, party. We just make that <laughs> <laughs> garlic fried rice with spam. That you know what it is too is that because the spam has like a lot of fat in it. Uh huh. It actually would work as a very good like fat av for so, sp- frying rice so i like can that. have it with beans too you can't well yeah absolutely right? you use that use that oil from the spam to use it for the to make the beans uh, no it doesn't give that much it's oh, not like bacon okay. but i mean like you as you have the fat that kind of comes out of that you can use it to kind of cook your rice or whatever it is i uh, gotcha yeah uh goya tempura spam mushubi you don't eat sushi though no, no, that's you. Yeah, that's totally you. No, well, I mean, but that tempura. Well, that's kind of like uh, tempura is uh, a fish. Huh? No, tempura is not a fish. Tempura is the breading they use to fry. Uh, so if you have like shrimp tempura, it's fried. It's gotcha, the batter. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Uh, spam pizza, spam jam, burritos, and tacos. You know we're already eating that. So yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, look, uh, spam power natto poke bowl, spam natto okura avocado egg omelet, nori tempura, and wasabi mayonnaise. That sounds like it might be kind of good. There's no, there's no fish or yes, shellfish. Or, uh, okra, right? Uh, That's fish, ain't okura? it? Okura? I don't know. Uh, Dude, look, it's all Japanese to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like man. what you did there. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. All right, so, I mean, look, like it sounds like we're going to, Mahi, <laughs> to, to Hawaii to go to the Waikiki Spam Jam Festival brought to you by Spam. <laughs> it's not just ham. It's Spam. <laughs> oh, my God. You have that restaurant down the street. Oh, not the restaurant. The bar. The wa- Waikiki. Uh, oh, Halakiki? There you go. I'm that one. Go, no, I'm not going there. They don't serve food. They don't serve food. They That's only, a suck. All, all they serve is it's a wine punch with a splash of rum. It's a ripoff. Yeah. It's I've, a ripoff. I haven't been there in 10, 10 15 years. No, I've, I've been there the one time, and I've never... You know how many times I after, went after the one time? Zero. Zero times after the one time. That's all I needed. I, it was also during the playoffs. That was a big problem for me. They had no TV. They had oh, no. no. They, I was like, hey, can I get a beer? They go, no. I said, can I watch the game? They go, no. I said, can I leave? My wife said, no. So that's how that went. That's a big L. <laughs> I was like, trip. I was like... But but sports and she's like you're an idiot. <laughs> this is before you moved here, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And we because we didn't live that far from here. We lived near yeah, yeah, Hiawatha yeah. Park behind, before that, right? But yeah, that was a that was a sad night in my sports watching world. What 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 playoff game was it? I don't remember because I didn't see it. Oh yeah, that's a that's what you call a self burn. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, man, before we go, what you looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports? Man, I've been on the syndication track right now. Uh, yeah, you know, Cobra Kai came out, you know, new season, season it five. Did, so, uh, um, you know, practicing my karate while in the oh. living room. <laughs> in my I'm, head. I'm practicing knocking shit off my shelves. Yeah, in my head, because there's no way I can lift my legs that high no, anymore. No, me neither, man. Uh, the, these hips don't, yeah, they don't work that way anymore. <laughs> so it was a pretty good season. It's a, it's a little corny. It's time for it it's to end. It's always a little corny. It's time for it to end. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like how many, popular. How many, how many... Villains from the eighties are you gonna bring back from the dead? All of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for them. <laughs> they're gonna bring back uh, Optimus Prime. They're like, hey, guess what? Uh, we didn't really die. I just needed some oil. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, it, it's time for it to end. It's, it's 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 getting repetitive and it's it's it. Let it go. Just let it go, people. Um, uh, yeah. But speaking of letting it go, I've been watching that '70s show now because it's back on Peacock. Oh. Okay. So I, yeah, I've I, never seen it from the beginning. Stop. I've always caught it in syndication. Stop. So I never caught it in order. Really? So I never caught it in order. I, I caught it like after like around halfway through season two is when I started watching. Okay. So I missed that first and a half, uh, season and a half. So but, you you missed like Eric and Dana's first kiss on the hood of his yeah, car yep, and all yep. that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hyde moving in. Hyde uh, moving yeah. in because right. when he was like eating shit sandwiches. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's where I part where I, I caught up on all that. So okay. I am literally watching it just you know to have it on TV. But I'm like I'm listening to it. I'm like, man, this shit is so well written. It is so. Funny, it is funny. They tried to do the '80s show and that didn't quite work because of no. the success of the '70s show. It, I don't think there was enough time between when they tried to do that and the '80s right. to give it some. Life. I think right now it would work because it's not on. Well, also the '80s, like the '90s, are super hot right now. I think they were working on the '90s show. They are working. It's yeah, gonna yeah. come out pretty soon. Because it, and I think it's them as parents. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is which is perfect because yeah. it just makes sense. It's a great segue. What are you watching, brother? Uh, so one thing I, I, I want to mention that was sports, uh, just because I like to break my own rules because I'm a rebel. Um, did you happen to see the uh, Nate Diaz and Tony, Tony Ferguson UFC fight? Yes, I did, sir. Holy fuck. Yeah. I mean, you talking about two old men beating the shit out of each other. Nate Diaz just like leaning on the side, like just huffing and puffing. Like, hurry up, bro. He's like, no, nah, he's just waiting. He's like, all right. Everyone knew he was catching his breath. I mean, let's be honest. We know yeah. exactly what you're doing there, bro. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that was a great fight. Very entertaining. Uh, Tony Ferguson has not been the same in, uh, since he fought like Dustin Poirier like a, way, a while ago. Long time. That's how long <laughs> it's been. He has not been the same. I mean, and, and he's getting up in age anyway. I mean, Nate Diaz is what, like 37, 38 years old by now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, but it was just cool. Like he's he's like, I feel like for the past like five years, you see him come out of the woodwork every like three years uh, for the last few years already and then fight someone and. You know, it, you know, it's not like he has a spectacular record. He's twenty-two and thirteen after the submission. But I mean, him getting uh, Tony in that in that choke on the ground and then and flexing and then flexing. And I was like, that's classic Nate Diaz. That was that amazing. I, I was I was I was afraid he's gonna lose, but he's this dude that like he'll literally sit there, take a brick to the face, and get up like the Undertaker. That's a sack. <laughs> that's a sack. Um, you know what's funny? I think I saw something where it said that he is the first UFC fighter to finish his contract out. Oh, I believe it. That he didn't get released and he actually put right. and that's yeah because yeah, he just lasted that long because they're like, like hey we need a fight ah put Nate Diaz in yeah, he'll fight yeah, anybody at yeah. any time yeah and, and I mean look here's the thing like Nate Diaz is actually he's one of the few fighters in UFC and any MMA at all that's like actually had kind words for Dana <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's at the, he's like hey Dana let me finish all my fights you know I clearly he has brain damage but I mean <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like again, like I, I, I will tell you right now at thirty-seven. Yeah, he's thirty-seven years of age right now. I, I'd be shocked if he made sixty. 
Yeah, the CTs. Yeah, gonna eat it's, them up. it's gonna. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna eat, eat them up. Eat them alive. That's right. Uh, yeah. So aside from that, what I actually have been watching that isn't sports is Abbott Elementary. I another finally, show. I another show. It's so funny. I wa- I watched it all the way through. I'm uh, the first episode, three minutes in. I'm like, this is the office in like elementary school. Yes. Like 100. percent Like yes. the, the, the the breaking the fourth wall, looking at the camera. Yep. It's like, did you hear that? Like the look over, like, hey, and that right there, it always draws you in. You know what I mean? That was one of the most amazing things about the office is because they were one of the first shows to do that. Parks and Rec did that. Mm-hmm. Um, 30 Rock, to a certain extent, would kind of pull you in and kind of every, it wasn't as prevalent and they didn't make you feel like you were part of the cast, which is what these, yeah. you know, these, these. It uh, feels like you're part along. of the camera crew following them along. Correct. Correct. And, and I, I, I think I did hear something where they referenced it being some type of documentary or whatever in the beginning. Cause there's times like, Hey, did you actually, are you recording this? You know, and they look yeah. around, you know, so they made reference of it versus like the office who waited to the very end. They're like, Oh, by the way, this is a documentary and they're going to release it in here. They knew they were being filmed, but they didn't know for that, what, for what it was for. So, I mean, like, you know, that was cool, but yeah, I mean, a very entertaining, very enjoyable. I think I, I watched, uh, um, I think is is what is what is that the kid's name that was everybody hates, hates Chris. Chris yeah I think it's like Tyler Ferguson or what I forget his name already but I mean super uh, uh, um, very very well very well written I mean like the cast has been incredible I mean uh, the creator got an Emmy award um, with that was the whole. Uh, um, controversy with Jimmy Kimmel. You saw, you saw that, right? No. What do you mean? So essentially, while the uh, the creator of the show was actually uh, getting her acceptance speech, there was a uh, um, there was a thing where it was a bit. I think uh, what what is his name? Um, deep voice guy from Lego uh, uh, Lego Batman. Will Ferrell. Will, no, 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 Will, Will Arnett. Arnett. So Will Arnett and Jimmy uh, Kimmel did a bit where like he dragged Jimmy Kimmel on stage and he laid there like he was drunk. Mm-hmm. And he just laid there like nothing while he was on stage. And uh, Kinta Brunson, was, who was the creator and the writer of the show, um, she was accepting her award for, oh. I think it was for writing for the show. And everyone was like, oh, you're taking away from her. And she's like, I didn't even really notice. And then she actually came on Kimmel the next night. Okay. And he gave her her props. And he was like, it was a dumb bid. Like, I, I wasn't trying to take away from you. It was just like something goofy. I was, I, I thought it would be funny. We thought it would be funny. And he did something on stage where um, he, he or, or on the show the next day, and he made mention of it. And he did say something about like, uh, he was starting to do something and she came out and she's like, no, this is not for you. This is not your time. Get the hell out of here or something like that. So uh, they made a big, big, uh, uh, a big thing about it. They right? make After, a, a yeah, bit yeah, of, kinda, to make yeah. poke fun of themselves, right? So yeah, the young man's name is Tyler James Williams. He's been around for a long time. You have a really, really good cast of characters in this. Uh, you have Lisa and Walter. Um, she actually, when there's the episode where she she starts doing the voices, mm-hmm. she is a voiceover artist for a lot of cartoons. Really? Yeah, she is. Uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph. She's been around for a long time. Another. Um, uh, you know, one of these bit uh, actors, characters who's been in a ton, a ton of stuff. I mean, she's been going since like 1970s somewhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, like she's just a f- phenomenal actress. She was in Sister Act, Moesha. She's been in a, in a ton of stuff. Um, and then the um, the other the other person that really stands out to me is the the young lady who plays a, plays the principal, yeah. Janelle James. Uh, I actually saw her. She's a comedian. She yes. does stand up comedy, and I saw her comedy. Uh, she did one of these uh, Netflix things where they bring out like six or seven comedians. They each get get a half hour. Um, she is hilarious. She's so, she's so so good. I think she was um, um, 
she has a, she has a comedy album out there called Black and Mild, and she was named one of Variety's ten comics to watch. So uh, she is she's hilarious. I, I really enjoyed watching her, and I think that uh, um, I think uh, Kinta Brunson did a really good job of bringing this cast together, and they all feel like real people. They all feel like she real stole my people. story. She stole my story. So. Way to go. Well, that, that's okay. When I find that uh, when when I find that clip of what they say about gym teachers, I'll make sure that we include that. Sir, in it's show. PE. It's PE teachers, <laughs> not gym teachers. Hey, it, it's it's gym when you're another teacher. <laughs> they don't include education in it, my friend. Just to tell you that. It's that time to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well this 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 has been a lot of fun, man. It I, has. I, this has been uh this has been one of my favorite episodes we've done. Uh it, it's taking a while to get used to the change in in direction that we're doing. The format, right? The format it takes a while. It's a long it's a long form thing, but I I think we've uh Found some pretty interesting and fun topics. Yeah, we're gonna man. tighten the screws. It's gonna get better. I mean, today was a really good show. It was just a lot of fun. But so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, Six Oh Six Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast T-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That's TrueFan15. Go and get your shirts right now. The Shy Native Radio Podcast is now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and ThrowMC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. Go and check them out right now. And don't forget, Shy Native Entertainment uh, is presenting Shy Native Nights. Uh, the next uh, installment will be on September 22nd. Uh, at the Retro Cafe, 3246 North Central in Chicago from 9 to 1 a.m. It's 10 bucks at the door. Uh, you get your sounds by DJ Hunt. It's his birthday bash. And you have live performances by Badfella, Rockboy, Bam, Charmaine, Marquita, uh, Wen O. Uh, Jason Gatz, Nino B, David Lopez, B Bless, Monty Ello, and Charger 2. Uh, this is essentially a uh, showcase of a lot of local talents. Shine awesome. Native does such a good job when, when they did the Music in the Woods Festival. Mm -hmm. They're bringing up and they're doing their best to make sure that you recognize local Chicago talents. So if you have something that you feel like other people need to hear, make sure you hit up Shine Native and they'll play your song. If it if they like it, they'll play your yeah, if uh, they like it. They'll play your song on their uh, on their radio show and don't forget to check out the latest addition to the 606 family the no water on the weekend podcast with steven and sean and all the debauchery that they get into weekly check them out every monday stream on streaming on your favorite listening platform that's right shout out to ronesh panic serious beats and custom made for the beats we played on today's show check out panic on the for all your moment merch and gear and don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify. Reach out to us. Uh, tell us what you, what you think about the show. Any questions you want answered? Any topics that you want us to cover? And just tell us how much you love us or how much you hate us. I don't care either way. Just keep <laughs> listening. Uh, you can reach us at True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. All right, y'all, for Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next time for episode 112. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Swish. A few moments later. Wait, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Um, you know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. Oh, my goodness! Didn't see that coming! I'm What? Did we just be...
become best friends? Yup! You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichoke poppers. Thanks, Cubs.